Welcome to the Inspire Church podcast. We hope this message will equip and empower you to reach your God-given potential. Inspire Church is all about loving God, loving people, and inspiring our world. Visit inspirechurch.com.au for more information. This morning, I want to talk to you guys about um, something that I, I believe will impact the trajectory of 2018 for each of your lives and for my life. We, we're going to talk about choices. And the, the, mess, the title of my message is Choose to Change. And, and some of you have a piece of paper on your seat, and it says Choose to Change, and we'll get to that later on. And, and before anything, we, we need to understand that life is made up of these, this thing called choices. Everything in life is, is a choice. Somebody say choices. Say choices. Come on, I need you to work with me. Say choices. The power to make choices is one of our God-given gifts. It's something that God has given humanity, the ability to make choices. And it's, he's given it to all of us. And, and choices are shaped by several different things in our lives, different situations, different experiences. All of these things shape how we make our decisions, how we make our choices, how we choose to make a choice. Amen? And the Bible will refer to this this opportunity of making a choice as free will, all right? We know God has given us free will. And I don't know about you, but in my past, in my previous experiences in the past, we, I've made decisions that I sort of regret. Who we are today is a result of the choices that we made in our past. Who we, are to, who we are today is a result of the choices that we've made in our past. Each of us have made choices that have brought us to today. The life that you live, the lifestyle, the, the house, the cars, the clothes that you wear, all of that is based on decisions. If you really love the 70s, you might, be, you might still be sporting some of that clothes today. And it's not bad because it's all coming back in fashion, right? The church we choose, the service that we attend, that we choose to attend, you guys attend, you hear it at the 9 o'clock service. That's a choice. The, the degrees that we choose to pursue and, and study, the books that we read, the people that we choose to befriend, who you've chosen to marry, that was a choice. I don't know if there's someone here that had no choice, but ultimately it is the choice in life who we choose to marry. And some of you, you wanted your wife to be taller than you. Some of you, you wanted to make sure you're really short, so she had to be really short. Uh, you wanted your husband to be really skin and slim, or you wanted him to be plump, whatever. Light, dark, you know, so many options. Vanilla, chocolate, and I'm not talking about your husband or wife. I'm talking about ice cream, you know. My favorite ice cream is mint chocolate chip. And that life is made up of choices and decisions. And, and obviously, in the, in, the, in, the, in, in the marketing systems of the world, the, the great companies know that if they can present choices to the people, we will choose one of them. Mo- the majority of the time, we won't go without choosing one. They'll put a different type of Coke on the shelf. And, and even though we know it's not good for us, we still will choose because they've given us options. And life is made up of so many options. And eventually, we choose one or the other. And these are just a few examples, as I was saying. And, and I know, and, I, and this statement might be really, it, it might stir some, some people because who we are today is a result of the choices that we made in our past. And I totally understand that there are circumstances that occur in our lives that are be, beyond our control and we can't control it. Situations of death or, or disease or there's certain things that happen in our life that we have no control over. And this, this statement might seem real cruel to say, but in reality, even though, even though we go through situations that are out of our control, we still have the ability to choose how we will go through those seasons. The pain, the suffering, the sorrow, 
The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, it says, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. The Bible acknowledges God knows that you will go through tough times, difficult times, but he also knows that you will go through a time of healing, a time of restoration, a time of hope. He is a God of healing. He is a God of hope. He is a God of love. So even though you might find yourself in a really dark situation, you might find yourself just going through pain right now, God, God's ultimate purpose for you is not to just stay there, but it's to go through and to be restored and to find your hope and to find your healing in him. I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody in this room, but the decisions that we make today will determine who will be tomorrow. And that's why it's so dangerous to just find sorrow and find grief and find it to be an excuse because God even though he knew you were going to go through it, he's equipped you and given you everything that you need to go through it and to find your joy and your peace in the middle of your pain because the decisions that you make today will determine who you will be tomorrow. So if you stay in your past, you will just be your past. But if you could move on, God will take you to a glorious future. The choices that we're confronted with on a daily basis have the ability to impact our future and, and beyond. How we manage our choices matters. How we manage our choices matter. You have the ability to impact not just your own life, not just your own family, but a generation. And you have the ability to impact generations and beyond generations. How many know that? You're not just a little, a little you know, speck on the globe. There's so much potential in you. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. There's so much power. There's so much potential in you that you have the ability to impact and transform a whole generation. So your choices matter. Somebody say, my choices matter. Come on, you have to say like you believe it. At least try. My choices matter. And my, my, my goal today, this morning, in this short time that we have together, is that I be able to help us and together go on this journey to reflect on things that, that shape our choice making. Because we're all going to make choices. 2017 was full of decisions. A lot of people bought, bought a car, bought a house. You, you bought new clothes. Some of you got married. Some of you uh, didn't get married. You know, there's, there's a lot of situations, a lot of circumstances that all of us face. But every single person in this room had to make a decision. And this year is not going to be any different. This year is not going to be any different. And I want us to, to talk about this. We're talking about choices. And, and one of the things that shapes our choices is the word purpose. Somebody say purpose. And this word can be defined as the reason for which you were created. The reason why you were created. Purpose. And it's the thing that we, we live our lives searching for. It's the thing that we live our lives uh, to trying to find, trying to associate. Our, where, where do my talents fit? Where do my abilities fit? Because I need to find my purpose in life. And when there is no purpose, we feel lost. When, we, when there is no purpose, when, when there's nothing for us to look forward to, all of a sudden, life doesn't feel like life. We feel like we're just in limbo, just trying to figure things out. And if I can share with you, when there is no purpose, we lack understanding. When there's no purpose, we lack understanding because it becomes easy to misuse our talent. It becomes easy to misuse our opportunities. And it even leads us to, at times to misuse people. God's brought relationships into your life. He surrounded you with people. But because there's no sense of purpose in your life, you tend to mistreat people or you tend to misuse those around you. 
It's really quiet in here. It got really quiet. I'm just going to sit down. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can hear the air conditioning. That's a good thing, right, Pastor Steve? That's, it's working. It's working. Do not fear. I am sitting on a speaker. How many can approve of that? This is a speaker. So he has a whole everything. So, But at this moment, I'm using this as a chair because I'm just taking a break. just want to relax a bit. So in this very moment, this speaker is, has taken the role of a chair. Somebody say chair. Say with an American accent, say chair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> I already got in trouble because we're supposed to say lollies, but I have our, our team saying candy, and it's supposed to be lollies, right? But it's candy. <laughs> this is a speaker, but at this moment, I'm using it as a chair. And it's holding, the, it's holding my weight. It's actually doing a good job. I, I hope, hope. It's doing a great job. It's, it's carrying the weight of my body. It's, it's comfortable. Maybe after a while, it might not be as comfortable, but it, it, it's holding. It's, it's serving a purpose, but it's not being used at this moment for its intended purpose. This speaker was created to be a, a speaker. This speaker was created and invented to project sound. It wasn't created for somebody to put it on stage and to sit on it while they're preaching. But in this, and, and you know, but there's nothing wrong with that because right now it's serving a great purpose. A lot of us in life find ourselves pushed into situations where we have to function, not at our full capacity. And we're functioning and we're existing and we're serving and, and we're working and we're doing things that we weren't created to do because there was a need. There was a need that came about and all of a sudden you had to step up at work. You had to step up at church. You had to step up in your family situation and you had to fill the gap. And just like that speaker, even though it was created to project sound at this very moment, it needs to be a chair because I'm tired and I need to sit down. And in life, it's the same thing. You weren't created for certain things, but you've, ri- you've risen up because there's abilities in you that allow you to carry certain weight. There's abilities in you that allow you, there's the God-given talent that he's given you that allow you to carry weight in life and to rise up when challenges come about. But the danger is when you, when you accept the reality that you are a chair when you were created to be a speaker. And a lot of us, and that's what I'm trying to get to, the purpose of that is to be a speaker, but it serves the purpose at this moment to be a chair. And in our lives, we're not meant to be chairs. We're meant to be a speaker. And I want you guys to think, this is 2018. It's a whole new year. And you might not be hooting and hollering at this moment, but I want you to think. I want you to, I want you to just search your heart. I want you to search your situation. What are you facing right now? What, where are you in life? What situations are you just a chair when you know that you're created for more? You've been created for a lot more. And I'm going to share a story. Um, probably, I'm 35, probably 11 years ago. Or not, not that, oh man, that makes me sound older. Um, it's probably about eight, six, five, four years ago. Um, my wife and I were invited to go and, and lead worship at an event in Houston, Texas. And so my whole life as a teenager, I've grown up leading worship. And it's been 
what I've learned to do and uh, I've identified myself in, in, in that arena. And so I was invited to go and lead worship at this event and I was, ex- I was excited. This is going to be a great, great event, great opportunity, great experience. So we show up, we fly down to Houston, we're at our hotel and I'm just excited to meet the team. I'm excited to go to Soundcheck. I'm excited for the, for the opportunity. And it's, the event starts at 7, and it's 5.30, and I still haven't heard from anybody. It's 6 o'clock. I still haven't heard from anybody. It's 6.30, and they still haven't got, got a hold of us. I'm like, we're at the wrong city. Or we're at the wrong place. You know, what's going on here? And they finally call us. Hey, we're downstairs here to pick you guys up. I'm freaking out because the event starts at 7. I haven't even met anybody. I have no clue what's happening. I feel like I'm losing control of, of, of the situation because for so many years I've, I've planned out, you know, worship sessions a certain way. And all of a sudden I'm just being thrown into something new. We get to the place. We, we get there. The service had already begun. They're like, hey, all right, here's your microphone. Jump on stage. We'll take your guitar. We'll plug it in. I'm like, okay, what are we singing? <laughs> you know, I had no idea at this point. And I remember standing on that platform feeling lost, feeling disconnected, feeling incapable. There was so much talent in that place, what God was doing. You could just sense the presence of God, but even in the midst of what God was doing, I felt lost. And I don't know if that's your circumstance at the time. You know God is moving. You know God is moving. You know you're in a place where God is moving. God is doing great things here at Inspire, but sometimes we walk in and we feel lost. And, and, and I remember standing on that platform, and the whole time, I'm like, at some point, this is going to be redeemed, and, and I'm just going to just plug in, and, and I'm going to be myself. The whole time we were there, I was never myself. And I was trying so hard that I could never just be me. And the purpose of me just sharing this story to you guys is because this was the greatest lesson, one of the greatest lessons for me. When I got this opportunity, all of a sudden I thought this was going to be great for me. But if anything, it was one of life's hardest lessons for me because I learned that you cannot make everyone happy. You cannot make everyone happy. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how, how intelligent you are. It doesn't matter how good looking you are. It doesn't matter what you invent. It doesn't matter what you create. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you wear. You cannot make everyone happy. How many of you like vanilla ice cream? Raise your hand. How many of you like chocolate ice cream? Raise your hand. Okay, if you had to choose one or the other, you would choose... It's a toss-up. So everyone in this room is split. Everyone has to make a choice. So if, if I had only one flavor of ice cream, I wouldn't make everyone happy. But if I was that piece of ice cream, I'd, I'd have to, instead of being in conflict, well, I'm chocolate and nobody likes me. I have to be okay with being chocolate. And I want to tell you this morning, you have to be okay with who you are. Because the only way that you're going to reach your full potential, the only way that you're going to be able to accomplish the task and the, and the purpose that God has given you is when you're okay with who you are. Because purpose has nothing to do with popularity. And in this generation, in this, in this culture, we, we see it backwards. We, we feel like we have to be popular in order to find purpose. We have to have so many followers on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter in order to feel like we have purpose. Or we, have, we feel like all of our family has to love us and embrace us or else we have no purpose. But we've got it backwards. Because the second that we lose that support, the second that we lose the attention of people and we lose the popularity, we're left with nothing. Popularity is deceiving. 
But purpose has nothing to do with, with popularity. And, and living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. I'm going to say that one more time. Living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. Anytime that we're consumed by what people say, by the opinions of people, all of a sudden we can't hear the voice of God. If I was more worried about what you were going to say this morning than hearing the voice of God, oh, what am I going to say? I've got I to gotta, I gotta say something to impress people. It's Sunday morning, and there's theologians in the crowd, and, and there's people that know their Bible. I've got to get it right, or I'm, I'm going to get booed off the stage. If I was really concerned about you, I wouldn't be able to hear the voice of God. But when we tune in in our daily life and we, we make room for the voice of God and we, we, we just tune out the voices around us, we're able to serve a greater purpose. I don't just stay a chair, but I'm able to become a speaker. I don't just stay where I am, but I'm able to see the opportunities in my life that God has created. I can see the people that, that are around me, and I can appreciate them. And, and the, through the relationships that are around me, I'm able to get to where God wants me to be and where he intended, intends for me to be. Amen? When the voice of God is louder than the voice of man, you can't be stopped. You think of Moses. Moses was told by, by God... He encountered God at the burning bush, and he goes, and there's, there's no stopping Moses. He's going back. He's going back to Egypt where he came from, and he's not the same person. He's, he's not the, he doesn't have the same status anymore. He's coming back all, all from the desert when he lived in royalty, and now he's coming back. And, but he had heard the voice of God, and because he heard the voice of God, he knew his purpose. And even though he confronted Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said, no, 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 Moses had purpose. David walked into the camp where, where, there were, where the, the giant Goliath was just, just uh, mocking the people of Israel. And because David knew growing up in life, there was purpose to his life. There was purpose. Everything he did in life, there was purpose. So then he was able to walk into the camp and listen to this Philistine giant insult, insult the people of God. And uh-uh, uh-uh, you're not going to talk about the people of God like that. You're not going to talk about my God that way. I'm going to take you down, giant. I'm going to take you down, giant. And that attitude, that, that perspective only exists when we hear the voice of God. What are the voices that are speaking into your life? What is, what is influencing? What is shaping your decisions? What is shaping your decisions? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Purpose diminishes distractions. Purpose diminishes distractions. Many times God, God will assign you to something or God will put something for you to do. And if you don't take a hold of that, if you don't take a hold of taking care of your family because you're distracted doing other things, if you don't take a hold of serving when you've been assigned to serve, it's easy to be intimidated by the world. It's easy to be intimidated by the circumstances around you. And there's a story in the Bible of Nehemiah. It's in the Old Testament. I'm going to leave that up for you to, to read. And Nehemiah is, is burdened to go back to Jerusalem and to rebuild the walls of the city. And, and he's serving the king of Persia. And then the king sees his, bur- him, his burden. He sees that he's sad. And then he sends him back to, to Jerusalem. And he even gives him the resources to go and help build the wall. So Nehemiah gets back and, and he starts building the wall. And then the enemies, the enemies of, of, of the people of Israel, 
rise up and they try to intimidate Nehemiah and they try to intimidate the people of God. But Nehemiah had purpose. And, and there's, there's in chapter, I believe it's chapter 6, in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 3, Sambalot and, and the others, his enemies just rose up and they kept trying to intimidate Nehemiah and the people. But this is, this is a statement that I want us to just get a hold of right now. Nehemiah turns around after they had sent this message to him. Hey, come meet us at the Valley of uh, Ono and, and we, we just want to talk. And he says, you know what? He replies, I'm doing a great work so I cannot come. I'm doing a great work so I cannot come. And that might seem really, okay, that means nothing. But when you have purpose, purpose diminishes distractions. See, there's fights in your life. There's things that you're giving attention to that aren't worth giving attention to. Nehemiah understood his purpose was to rebuild the wall of the city for its protection. It was to rebuild this city so it can rise up again to its glory. And there's things in your life that are just taking your time. They're just taking your energy. It's taking your attention away from the purposes of God. And my challenge is for you to identify the purpose of God in your life so that you can just thrive, so that you can just move forward, so that you can succeed in life, so you can see the hand of God just take you to new levels, new heights. How many want to experience new things this year? Just powerful, powerful move of God in your own life, in your families. Amen? Amen. And the last thing that I'm going to share is purpose pushes you through the pain. When you're driven by purpose, when you're driven by purpose, you find peace in pain. When you're driven by purpose, you find peace in pain. You see that in childbirth. A mother giving birth to a child, nine months worth of a lot of eating, a lot of discomfort but also a lot of pain. And when it's time to, for the mother to give birth to the child, it's said that it's one of the most pain, painful events, one of the most painful things that anybody can go through. And I remember when my wife gave birth to our children, and she was hooked up to that little machine that monitors her contractions, and it would it'd go from four, five, six, and I'm like, what are you, oh my gosh, this, who is this woman? And, and we also see this example that when you have purpose, purpose pushes you. You can find peace in your pain. We see it in Jesus. He's at the Garden of Gethsemane and he's on his knees and he's crying out, Father, would you remove this cup from me, this cup of suffering from me? But then he says, but not my will be done, but your will. Two things. He found peace in his pain because he had purpose. Somebody said he, say, say, he found peace in his pain because he had purpose. And the second thing was he exposed his humanity. God said, not my will be done, but your will be done. We know he was the son of God. So wouldn't that make, yeah, he was the fullness of God, in, but 100% flesh. That means if, he, if Jesus is acknowledging, Father, but not my will be done, your will be done, that means Jesus was just as human as you are. He was just as human as me. That means he, he felt the pain that you feel. He felt the sorrow and the grief and, and the joy and the happiness just the way that you feel. 
So there's nothing that separates us from, from that aspect of, of Jesus having the same free will that he, he could have chose. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And then when Jesus came, Jesus could have turned around and said, sorry, dad, I'm out. But he didn't. Because Jesus came to this earth with a purpose. And because of his purpose, he was able to find peace in his pain. He's on the crucifixion. He's on, he's on the cross when he's crucified. And he still finds peace in the middle of his agonizing pain. He's on the cross, arms stretched wide open, bleeding, skin hanging off. And he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Because he has purpose, he found peace in his pain. And today I just want to challenge you. Whatever your situation, whatever your circumstance, find your purpose. And if there's anything that's going to shape your decisions, it should be the Word of God. Thank you for listening to this life-transforming message. For service times, upcoming events, or to find out more about Inspire Church, log on to inspirechurch.com.au.